This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. My countrymen and my friends, I had hoped against hope that some miracle would prevent a devastating war and bring to an end the invasion. This most serious threat World Wrestling Federation has ever known. The long-term future sports entertainment could change forever. A succession of actual wars have shaken the entire world and have threatened to bring on the gigantic conflict, which is today unhappily a fact. Welcome back to another episode of Nation Invasion. I'm the captain of your uh, invasion voyage here, James Gruenberg, and I always have with me a uh, first mate. But before I get before I introduce to her, you know this is this ship has gone off course. Uh, you know, like the the waves of the sea have uh, have taken this voyage off of course. But not only is the ship off course, but this WCW invasion of WWE has gone off course in 2001 too. You know, uh, since the last episode I had with uh, Steve Riddle was uh, the Tacoma Washington uh, Buff Bagwell versus Booker T match, and a lot of you remember how that went. But before we get into uh, tonight's episode and uh, the chaos of the WCW invasion on uh, Nation Invasion, I'd like to introduce to you. She's a very good friend of mine. I call her the queen of the place to be. She is the host of the Jenny position that got acquired by the North-South Connection, just like WCW got acquired by the WWF. That is Miss Jennifer Smith. Jenny, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Gritty. Thank you for that intro. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it, who does that make me, then? Uh, that makes uh, you friends, too. <laughs> Francine, okay, well, yeah. I'll take it. Yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're the uh, queen of the place to be, you know. <laughs> I, I feel like this is sort of um, a very interesting time frame that you're looking at here because I hear a lot of people who really hate it and some people who really love it. So uh, these, the episodes that we watch, I feel like might be a little bit infamous um, and I'm super excited that I get to talk about it with you because I was losing my mind watching these today. 
Oh, yeah. Um, like, I wanted to do this episode with you because, you know, it's got like a little bit of uh, ECW references in it. And mm-hmm. uh, since, you know, we both do ECW podcasts, you know, yeah. why not just go with it, you know? Um, so, Jenny, um, you know, like I always, like I always ask everyone else, uh, have you did, have you ever seen this before, like, the network? Had, like, were you an avid wrestling fan? How did you become a wrestling fan no actually I, I wasn't i was a little bit of a fan like during the attitude era so um but by the time you know i was a senior or so i was kind of out of it already and um, i didn't pick it up until like you know like nine, almost six years ago uh just kind of got introduced to it randomly and my first show that i fell in love with was uncensored 95 so <laughs> Uh, that tells you, I guess, what kind of wrestling fan I am. Um, but I kind of fell in love with it. And at the same time, I was falling in love with podcasting, um, doing like kind of, um, uh, kind of book movie show reviews with my friend Miranda. We had a show called Geek and Sassy. So that sort of came about the same time my podcasting stuff came about. So then I just, the more I got into wrestling, the more I wanted to do wrestling podcast and um i was lucky enough to have you know our friends here at the place to be and our friends at north south connection who let me do cool wrestling podcasts including this one mm-hmm. yeah you know i'm grateful too uh since they let me do uh they've had let me host uh two shows for uh the place to be nation feed <laughs> let alone one <laughs> um so Jenny, we're at like a very part. We're in like a very peculiar time frame uh, mm-hmm. in 2001 because the Monday Night Wars are over. WCW is out of business, you know, from like mm-hmm. a business standpoint. You know, story this like just like a storyline basically of like, oh well, WCW is back in business. Like, yeah, they're really not in business. Vince still owns it, but we're going to go with the storyline here. Stone Cold is a heel. Uh, he uh, sided with uh, Mr. McMahon at WrestleMania 17. But what do you do with the WCW guys who are looking to come over and start fresh in the WWE here? And this is what we got, basically. So we didn't get Goldberg, Hulk Hogan, the NWO, but we got DDP and Booker T. Uh, Buff Bagwell, but we're going to talk more about Buff. Uh, We basically got the WCW power plant, basically. No Mm -hmm. Jeff Jarrett, you know, no uh, Shane Douglas did not come back. So we got like the power plant and a couple of main Mid mid to main uh, main eventer uh, cards too, but you know no NWO, nothing like that, and no Sting either. So what we did get is basically you know just what we could, and they tried their best. It went for good for about you know I would say like a month and a half until like the end of uh, SummerSlam, and then it was like, oh, are we still going with this? Yeah, we are, and it just became all about the McMahons and. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWF, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, what happened to the WC- WCW guys? And oh, who really cares about them, you know? Mm-hmm. But this was a very pivotal point um, of the uh, invasion uh, for two reasons. And uh, this one I'm going to get into. So I did research about 
um, this because this has been a topic um, that has been discussed by a lot of uh, a lot of people. Before we get into tonight's uh, Raw in Atlanta, Georgia, Buff Bagwell is let go from the WWE after the after his match with uh, Booker T at in the Tacoma, Washington Dome in Tacoma. So I put the pieces together. Basically, he has the match at with Booker T, and the crowd just hated it. They were like, "This match sucks." Fans are basically going. Um, they were like watching two other fans fight in the crowd just to take them away from this match. And this match was terrible, according to the people. They uh, they bring all the WCW guys to training um, in the um, WWF like training rings, and apparently Buff Bagwell was like causing a big commotion during one of their training sessions, and he got into a fight with uh, with Shane Helms, who we would know as the uh, Hurricane, mm-hmm. and so out of all of that too, you know, Mister Vin- Vince McMahon was not happy with Arn Anderson and. Scott Hudson on commentary, but how can he be mad when it's like you don't have Tony Schiavone or anybody, you know, like you take mm-hmm. what you can get, but Scott Hudson and Arn Anderson on commentary is was just like bad to Vince. So Buff Bagwell got into a fight with Shane Helms and then he comes to the arena uh, here and Jim Ross, let's go Jim Ross and Vince McMahon together. They told Buff Bagwell to uh, let that uh, he was being released today. So after one week of being in on WWF television, both Bagwell is like, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, Jenny, what I just uh, said, any thoughts on both Bagwell uh, being an idiot? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a fucking idiot. Uh, did you care about buff, buff Bagwell at this time? Um, I, I thought of it enough to like think that, Oh, he might, he like, fans would care to be like, oh, well, we have a WCW main player, you know, like Mm -hmm. DDP, Booker T, and Buff Bagwell at the time were getting some stop and start pushes, you know. DDP was gone uh, in the early 2001. Buff was there until the end, so I thought that um, Buff would get, like, a good push of uh, being a locker, like, an alliance uh, WCW mm-hmm. leader here, or like you know, a, a general basically for this invasion. But you know, Buff let his ego get in the way, and uh, so he's he is basically gone here. He did one appearance on a Tacoma Raw, Raw and SmackDown, and uh, he was just let go. He still blames Jim Ross for it, you know, like, and I I can get it too. But Jim Ross just doing his job, you know. Do you have right, anything uh, about he worked um, himself into a shoot right then? He he fucked yeah. himself. He played himself, for sure. Yeah. So he was always like blaming Jim Ross. Uh, you know that like oh mm-hmm. got him fired. It's like no, Jr. Just had to do what Vince told him to do. But then, do you have anything, any comment about Scott Hudson and Arn Anderson doing commentary on the on the Raw? Because what they did was they tried to have WCW matches. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, let's bring in WCW commentators and let's make this a whole WCW show. But yeah. apparently Vince McMahon did I, not I think, like Scott Hudson. Yeah, I, yeah, Scott, nobody wants to hear Scott Hudson. And uh, as much as I love Arn and as much as I think he's really good on mic per se in a promo capacity, 
I don't think that commentary is one of Arn's strengths. So yeah, that that team is doomed was doomed to failure anyway. Yep. So um, what's the with without further ado, Jane? Let's uh, our show here. Like I said, this is Monday Night Raw. July 9th, 2001. We are at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. We get a recap of the WCW. Uh, I call them the Renegades because, you know, they're not called the Alliance yet or anything. So they're just WCW Renegades. They mm-hmm. go AWOL and they turn on Booker T and Shane McMahon led by DDP. So that just tells mm-hmm. you, like, what is going on. Like, why are the WCW guys, like, defying their own boss and, like, the leader of the wcw like uh renegades here so they all like the superstars like canyon hugh morris chavo guerrero lance storm <laughs> um, Lombo, sean o'hare mark jindrak and canyon they all decide to go awol against uh booker t and they're being led by uh-huh. like ddp basically so it looks like it's like shane mcmahon and booker versus ddp and the rest of wcw here but uh we open up uh with the recap of that like it's so weird like uh-huh. why are they doing this you know that seems like too many factions man it's like it's too many too, too many things are happening you gotta have good guys and bad guys it's too complicated. Yeah, it's like, um, are we just trying to be the, is Shane McMahon a good guy or is he a bad guy? You know, that's what they're trying to mm-hmm. say here. And then what is the real reason for the WCW wrestlers here uh, coming into uh, the WWF? Are they just trying to um, beat up uh, WWF and invade? Or are they like, no, we want a fair shot too. And Shane's like, oh, we got to play fair, but they don't want to play fair anymore. Yeah, fuck that's that. Basically, yeah, that's basically it. So now we have, um, so uh, we open up with Shane McMahon versus Diamond Dallas Page in a street fight. So Shane comes out, and then all of a sudden, The Undertaker comes out. And if you've been mm-hmm. paying attention at this time, Undertaker has a vendetta with uh, DDP because DDP has been stalking Undertaker's wife, Sarah. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's not creepy at all, is it? Take her. No, I guess not. Well, I mean, it is, you know, like it mm-hmm. depends on like how, how close you get into the home and DDP. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. DDP was in Sarah's so, home. I mean, I feel like it's, I guess it's not okay to look through the windows. <laughs> right. Yeah. That seems a little yeah, fucked yeah. up. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Taker tells Shane DDP is his, and Shane actually backs off and uh, lets Taker, lets uh, Undertaker take his place. A brawl ensues by both men. Taker attempts a choke slam on DDP, but by surprise, Shane McMahon hits Undertaker with a kendo stick. Then Taker brawls with Shane, but then DDP hits Taker with a chair. And then they turns to a double team beatdown. So Shane McMahon pulled a swerve, bro. And now he and DP are back on the same page with all the WCW superstars. Nothing happened. So it was just a swerve. So DDP could get one over on uh, The Undertaker again. Sarah hits Shane yeah. with a kendo stick. And she gets like a great shot in. But then yeah. Paige gives then Paige gives Sarah um, a diamond cutter. 
Yeah. So poor Sarah, you know, getting a diamond cutter. And then The Undertaker is uh, just fuming because, you know, he's had enough of DDP. I really liked all of this. Like, I thought it was really good. I I have I, such a such a mark for Shane, <laughs> especially at um, this age. But uh, I'm a Shane fan. And Taker is fun right here, too. Uh, DDP is fun. Like, I just really like everybody in this. And it's a weird angle. You know, stupid swerve, of course. You know, mm-hmm. they're bullshitting because that's all Shane ever does is bullshits. Um, <laughs> of course, it was a setup. Um, but you know, they, they make Taker look dumb here and poor Sarah got to eat that cutter. She took it like a champ. So, yeah. uh, good on her. And she did the whole stretcher job. So, uh, I just thought that was like super fun way to open the show. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, uh, it's going to get a little bit even more swirly swerved, uh, yep, yep. As, as the night continues. So then, um, you know, Paige rides off with the Undertaker's motorcycle, and then oh Sarah shit, and- that was so funny. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't even barely even get that thing to turn on, much less drive the fucking thing. I'm surprised he didn't wreck. He's not the only one either. Hogan had a problem with it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yep. It reminded me of Hogan, too. Everybody has a problem with Undertaker's motorcycles. Like, dude, yeah, it's so true. easy. Well, you figure it out, then. <laughs> Sarah and, then, and Taker uh, go to the hospital. Yep. Yeah, them getting the ambulance was pretty good. Yep. So then now we have... Um, okay. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. So now we have... Uh, we're going right into another match up here. We have a WWF Tag Team title match. It's the Dudley Boys versus the APA. And you know, Jenny, these guys always go stiff with each other. Like, I feel like they just enjoy, like, getting, they enjoy being the crap out of each other. Yeah, they're always pounding something. Yep. Each other. They're always pounding each other. Oh, yeah, yep. APA throw Devon to the outside. Bubba goes to work on Farouk. Double shoulder uh, tackle by, um... APA, a big boot to Bubba. Dudley's double team on Bradshaw. Fallway slammed Devon. The reverse 3D to Bradshaw. A powerbomb to Bubba Ray. Mm-hmm. Spinebuster to Devon. Bubba uh, accidentally hits Devon. The what's up bomb to Farouk. And then getting his revenge here, Spike Dudley comes in and he hits Bubba Ray with a crutch as he was going to get a table. And then Devon gets distracted and then clothesline from hell to Devon by Bradshaw and the APA win and they are your new tag team champions. For this match, Denny, I went two and a quarter. I really liked it here. Uh, it was it was fun, you know, again, like we said, you know, Dudley's and the APA always love brawling with each other. I think you were right when you said they, they like it stiff because I felt all, all the Power, all the moves that you said, you know, were stiff power moves. And um, it was short, you know, not too long. It didn't really, they didn't look gassed or anything. They looked really good. And uh, it was pretty standard as far as that goes. Uh, the Dudley's a crowd favorite. Um, and the crowd is extremely hot for this match and the show throughout the night, really. Um, mm-hmm. And they get a great show. So I'm glad that they're a good crowd. And, um, I was, I guess I was surprised 
by the title change? What did you think about that? I did the two stars. Um, I kind of thought it was, uh, I kind of thought it was interesting too. It's like, well, like, you know, the Dudley boys are like, you know, always like the tag team favorites, but uh, what better than, you know, the average Hardy boys that it's the APA, you know, the two rough guys instead of the two, uh, you know, team extreme guys as well, you know, so like the two uh, ruffians get the, uh, get the belts here too. So uh, a little surprise there. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, Spike Dudley got his revenge, uh, you know, if they broke his leg, uh, he hits Bubble with the crutch. So he's good on Spike. And, uh, you know, the APA deserve tag team titles. Yeah. Is it their first uh, title win? Uh, no, it is not. I believe it's no. like their, uh, it's like their, se- I think it's only their second. I think this mm-hmm. like, uh, like their uh, second time too. Because I remember when they beat the Hardys back in 1999 uh, to win. And uh, I think this is like their only like their second uh, title reign. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was good for them to get a good, uh, you know, good good for them to get the uh, tag belts again. So now we are backstage and uh, Vince McMahon and Vince and Austin recap what Shane McMahon has done tonight. Kirk comes in with presents. So here we have shenanigans, shenanigans part one here. (laughs) Of many, many shenanigans throughout the night. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Stone Cold last week on SmackDown gave cowboy hats and he gives Kurt the kitty one, which Kurt (laughs) is still wearing. In in return, Kurt Angle gives Austin and Vince sheriff badges. <laughs> <laughs> and Little tiny pinky ass ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To top it all off, um, Kurt gives himself a gold, a big gold badge. Like I'm the leader <laughs> and I'm the head sheriff in town. Austin reminds. And he doesn't give Deborah anything. <laughs> no, yeah, he's like, no, I didn't give her anything. It's like, oh, I didn't give her anything either. <laughs> He said, you didn't give my wife anything? <laughs> Austin, yeah. Yeah, that was, like, so funny, too. Austin reminds Kurt that he got his ass handed to him by Booker T. And then he convinces Kurt to challenge Booker T for the world title for the WCW yeah. Heavyweight Championship. So, uh, you know, Kurt... Um, Kurt's going to go take his anger out on Booker T. And, uh, you know, I think Austin's doing a great job on trying to uh, pump uh, Kurt Angle up for um, this invasion as well. Because they both need it. Man, this was shenanigans for sure. Like, I was howling with laughter at uh, Austin here. I think that for as much as a badass as he is, like, he's so fucking funny like I, I never think of him as funny but I definitely will now because <laughs> he kept cracking me up the way he kept repeating Vince everything that he would say and he would repeat the last word mm-hmm. uh, it was so annoying it was so funny the way that he delivered that um, it, giving them the badges and the looks on their face was so great and Deborah just sitting there watching everything like what is happening um, and yeah. Angle, I thought, was so funny, too. Angle's, like, perfect at doing this. Uh, and wearing that stupid little hat really popped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we have um, Kane arrives backstage, and uh, he doesn't know yet that uh, Undertaker and Sarah are at the hospital. 
But now we go to Rhino versus Albert for the Intercontinental Championship. I have to say, Jane, this is a very good matchup to you. Albert has uh, come a long way from being the, uh, you know, the guy with as like draws his sidekick basically with like mm-hmm. all the piercings, you know, TNA. But here, like Albert is a a machine, and then you have the man beast. You know, you have Rhino too. So, uh, you know, two two great athletes going out. I've seen Albert go against Kane, and those matches were uh, were great as well. When Kane was the Intercontinental Champion, Albert was chasing him for the title. Punches by punches by both men. Rhino goes to work on Albert. Super kick to super kick to Rhino by X Pac. Yeah, X Pac is uh, in Albert's corner. By the way, for X Factor, mm-hmm. Albert slams Rhino into the ropes. Spinebuster to Albert. A back suplex by Rhino. The a big splash off the top rope for a two count. Albert counters mm-hmm. a gore. Then Rhino counters a Baldo bomb, so they're both countering their finishing moves. And then out of nowhere, mm-hmm. Gore to X-Pac, but then that distracts Rhino for Albert to give the uh, scissors kick to Rhino, and uh, he secures the win. For this matchup, Jenny, I went two and a quarter again uh, because I thought this was a powerhouse matchup between, like, you know, not someone like – you know, like the man beast, like he uh, Rhino is small, but like he's just a tough, tough sob. You know, like he takes, mm-hmm. like he takes no prisoner too. And uh, again, another good performance by Rhino and Albert. I I kind of enjoyed it too. Uh, basically, a squash, but kind of a, a hard ass one. Like it had a real edge to it. With X Pac there, kind of adds a little something to it. Um, he gets involved, but uh, he gets one good kick in, but then he takes this, uh, a gore uh, for his trouble, so he shouldn't have fucked around with Rhino. I, I would like you. I like Rhino, so um, I'm, a, I'm kind of a mark for his for his gore. So I did the two stars. Nice, yeah. So we're off to a good start here on uh, this uh, Monday Night Raw, and uh, it's uh, we are keep on rolling. Booker T is seen working out and Kurt, yeah, Kurt comes into his locker room (laughs) and like they introduce each other because like Booker's like, well, man, I didn't even get to introduce myself. So Kurt goes, hi, I'm Kurt Angle. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. And then he's like, Booker T, WCW champion. (laughs) And so they introduce each other. So awkward. Yeah. And then Kurt just up front challenges Booker T to a uh, match for the WCW title. I forget what he says, but it's like, you know, it ends with mother effer, basically. (laughs) Yeah, he says, um, yippee-ki-yay, mother father. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Uh, so we'll see tonight. It's going to be Kurt Angle versus uh, Booker T. Better put down the sheriff's badge and uh, go all out against uh, Booker T here. Is it that easy to get a match? Just storm into the locker room and go, I'm Kurt Angle, and I want some medals, and I want a match tonight. And Booker T's like, all right. To Booker, to, to Booker T, you know, that's like um, like saying, oh, you got guts, man, you know. So I think Booker T oh, likes okay. uh, a little bit of backbone in people. So you just walk up to him and be like, yo, I want a match? Let's go right now. He'll give it to you. All right. Well, I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah. So Kane comes in and he says that he wants Storm and Awesome tonight because it was going to be uh, the Undertaker and 
with The Undertaker versus Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. But then Sarah gets attacked, so she goes to the hospital. So when one brother of destruction leaves, the other one takes his place. So it's going to be Kane now versus Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Oh, well, thank God Sarah's okay, you know. I really like how uh, Tajiri is cowering behind the uh, the the arm, the little, what's it called? The little coat of arms. It's like the little knight. Yeah. yeah. The knight. Like the knight's ironing armor. Yeah. Yep. The little statue or whatever he has back there. I, I butchered it. But anyway, it's really funny the way that he's cowering back there. Yep. And now we have another matchup here. We have Jeff Hardy versus The Big Show. This is steaming from um, a week ago when, um, when well, it seems from like two weeks ago, when The Big Show was trying to get Trish Stratus' attention. And they had a tag team match. It was Trish and The Big Show versus Lita and Matt Hardy. And then Big Show just blamed everything on Trish like it's all her fault. Then Jeff Hardy mm-hmm. comes and saves her. So Jeff and uh, Trish, like Trish, trying to start something like with uh, Jeff uh, Hardy, and we all know that Lita does not like Trish at all. So right, it's chaotic. So she comes out here to cause cause a bunch of trouble for everybody. Yeah, yeah, basically. So like I said, we have Jeff Hardy versus the Big Show. Huge clothesline to Jeff. Uh, you know, Big Show tosses Jeff to the outside. Big Show then uh, runs into the ring post. A close, a uh, missile drop kick by Jeff, and then basically the alley oop I call it because like it's like a flapjack. Like calls it the alley oop uh, to Jeff Hardy for the win. Uh, for this one, Jenny, um, I want to star uh, star because like it, this is basically a basic squash match, you know. And for more like story filler, you know, like Jeff Hardy really did not have, like, a really good chance against the big show here. No, he didn't, but I bumped it up to a star and a quarter for Trish and uh, her her actions post-match where she makes out with Jeff Hardy in the ring and then just walks away. And he's like, what the fuck was that? So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yep, Vince, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Trish kisses Jeff, and then we go backstage now. Vince is telling Kurt he has to beat he has to beat Booker T. Like, he's just like, I want you to beat Booker T. And then Austin out of nowhere goes, Vince, I want to lead the WWF. I think I can yeah. do it. So I want to lead that invasion. But then Kurt thinks that he should lead the WWF uh, into invasion. And then... Vince, Vince, Vince then says that Undertaker is going to join uh, Team WWF. So so far, it's like Undertaker, Stone Cold, and Kurt Angle, and then Chris Jericho comes in and he mm-hmm. wants to join Team WWF. Austin and Kurt both say no because <laughs> they don't like how Chris Amazing. Jericho treated them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have like a whole like. Mother, we have like a whole father look at me. I want your attention. Um, uh, segment right there. It's so funny because Angle is like doing stretches in front of Austin, and he's like bend over with his butt in his face. He's just like <laughs> shaking his ass right in front of Austin's face. But yeah, yeah, like him and Austin, Angle, and Vince together. 
it's it's just comedy gold like that stuff made me so laugh it was so funny just the look on austin's face like he's a comedic genius and so is angle mm-hmm. yeah so then uh we go to wwf new york and it's lita and matt hardy are uh in the dip, mm-hmm. wwf new york jen did you ever get a chance to uh visit wwf new york no, but I definitely would have if I knew what it was at the time. Did you get it? I, Did you uh, ever go? Yes, I got to. Um, I it might have been like one of the last of like the three weeks that it was open. I went on a uh, mm-hmm. Sunday with my family, and then we went to go see the Lion King. <laughs> so I oh, got okay. <laughs> How was I got it? All star. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, it was a really good experience. Uh, you know, they were playing like all the um, Titantrons on um, you know the the screens and everything, and uh, it was really really cool. And then we went to the Lion King. Um, did you get to make out with Lita like uh, Matt did? No, I did not. <laughs> she was not there that Sad. day. Sadly, yeah. Did no. you get to see anybody but, um, cool? No, no, there wasn't anyone there. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon, so no. Alita does not trust Trish, but instead of Lita telling us that, Matt Hardy just goes on like a ramble and is like, oh, Trish, you gotta follow what Lita says and does, and I did not like this from Matt Hardy. It's like, well, why don't you let Lita talk then, you know? Like, why are you talking for your girl? Right. Yeah, like, so like, this is like a bad Matt Hardy segment. Like, you know, like, he's not yeah, really, he look, like... Yeah, he's... He besides dumb, making out with Lita, he looks dumb. Yeah, like, you're standing up for your girlfriend? Why? I mean, Lita can talk, bro. She can talk for you. Uh, so, like, they start making out. And then Shane is pumping up Booker T for his match with Kurt Angle. <laughs> and then Kurt is still getting pumped up by Vince McMahon. <laughs> so, again, you know, all bets are off here. This is so funny the way that it's done. Like them, Shane and Vince being basically the same person, uh, and hyping up their champs, just, just so good. All of this stuff is like really well done. Yep. So now we have Kurt Angle versus Booker T for the WCW title. Booker goes after Kurt. Huge clothesline to the outside by Kurt. Booker goes into the table. Shane throws Kurt into the steps, and Nick Patrick does not call for a disqualification. So he's a fucking asshole, and I hate him. Yeah, he's playing the heel, the heel referee role again. Because mm-hmm. he's an I, um, missile drop kick by Booker T. Double cross body to both men. Booker bounces Kurt off the guardrail. And steps and then uh, and the steps a back suplex by Kurt a belly to belly by Kurt angle slam is countered into a scissors kick by Booker T spine buster to Kurt an ankle lock to Booker but then Shane distracts Nick Patrick from Booker T tapping and then an angle slam to Booker T as Nick Patrick goes down Earl Hebner tries to count but gets pulled out by Nick Patrick. Hebner then spear Earl Hebner then spears Nick Patrick, and then Booker T hits Kurt Angle with the with the WCW title. While the referees are all brawling, 
Charles Robinson, another WCW official, counts the three for Booker T. For this matchup, Jenny, I went three stars. I thought he was really good wrestling between the two. I mean, the finish was kind of shady, but it was paying off uh, two storylines as the referees are brawling, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that um, Booker T got one off on uh, Shane McMahon, I mean, on uh, Kurt Angle. So I went three stars. You know what? I went three and a half stars because I thought it was really good, too. <laughs> uh it was grinding at bits, and they had really good punches, uh, great selling, and impactful power moves. Booker T looked fucking great. Like, he looked like champ. Like, to mm-hmm. me, this is the champ, and I'm buying it every minute during this match. I bought it. I thought uh, Angle was really doing a great job bumping around for him. And... uh I, I really didn't mind the ref fight because uh, Nick Patrick was the one that got his ass beat. So I was kind of into that. Um, uh, the kind of he, him tapping out, nah, that looks kind of bitchy, but it's totally fine. Um, he's, he he got his he got it back when he smashed him with that chair. So, um, or with the belt, not with the chair, mm-hmm, with the belt. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I liked it a lot too. Uh, really, really fun match just randomly in the middle of the show mm-hmm. and then uh, we go backstage again Kurt is wondering why Vince and Austin weren't out there and I was like well you told him you had it you know and uh, you yeah yeah he's help. like I didn't need it I didn't need you guys <laughs> so it's like alrighty well we didn't come out because he told us not to and Kurt's like yeah whatever you guys should have still came out yeah now we have funny. yeah now we have Scott Hudson He's interviewing Tori and Stacy. Stacy says they're more attractive than Trish and Lita are. Yeah. And then the AP, then the, which I, you know, you, how would you put these four in order? Uh, I was gonna ask you that. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel like. Ugh. Okay, I, I gotta go. Lita on the bottom. Yeah, I feel like me too. I gotta- I gotta go. Stacy number three. Mm. Trish two. Corey one. Um, flipping it. Uh, Trish is one. Yeah, I felt weird Stacey saying is, it. Stacy is two. <laughs> Lita is. I mean, uh, Tori is three, and then Lita is mm. four. Lita's on the bottom, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so, glad we got that out of the way. That was yeah. very... so that happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, so then they're the ones that so said then... that they were hotter. So I feel like we it's okay to rank them according to hotness because yeah. they're the ones that said it. No, we're not they... just bringing up their hotness; they brought up their hotness. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so it's perfectly okay to uh, bring up uh, which divas are attractive more. Then we have the APA. <laughs> the APA, they give the Dudleys a rematch yeah. and they invite them out for beer. But the Dudley boys are like, no, we, we don't want to. Why don't you ask no us thanks. again at the end of the night? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, nope, no thank you. And then we, now we have uh, Kane versus Landstorm and Mike Awesome. But Chris Jericho comes out and he wants to be uh, Kane's tag team partner. So now it's a tag team match. It is Kane okay. and Chris Jericho 
versus Landstorm and Mike Awesome. Jericho and Kane beat up Storm and Awesome. A scoop slam to Awesome. Elbow, elbow off the top rope to um, from Jericho by Mike Awesome. And then a bulldog to Storm. Double team moves by Storm and Awesome. Then we have um, then we have Storm get, Storm gets um, gets his uh, knee, knees up for the lion salts, a belly to belly suplex to Jericho, tag to Mike Awesome, big boot by Kane, a power slam to Awesome, a flying clothesline and a missile dropkick to Storm. The walls of Jericho, mm-hmm. Jericho and the uh, choke slam to Awesome. And then out of nowhere, Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam come to the ring to beat up Kane and Y2J. Then we have Raven, Taz, Just Incredible, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys. Also, Taz comes out. And they all look like they're going to beat up Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer, but it's another swerve. As those Another swerve, six, bro. As those six guys turn on Kane and Kane and Jericho, and they start beating them up with RVD and Tommy Dreamer, and then Rob Van Dam gives a Van Daminator to Kane, and it's like the Tommy Driver goes to Chris Jericho. Then Jim Ross wants to know what's going on, and Paul Heyman leaves the announcers table and gets on a mic. <laughs> So Paul Heyman starts talking. He says he sold out and traded ownership of ECW for a common for Jerry Lawler's commentary position with the fat pig Jim Ross. That is exactly <laughs> his words. <laughs> everyone says oh, everyone has, says everyone has forgotten about the tribe of extreme. Paul Heyman says he created an ECW tribe. And says this invasion has just been taken to the extreme. Your thoughts, Jenny? Holy shit balls! I was not prepared for all of that. That was awesome. Um, I was so excited when Tommy and RVD ran out. I was like, "Cool! I love seeing ECW guys," you know. Um, and then all the other ECW guys start coming out. Like, wait, what? Then Paul gets in the ring. Like, wait, what? Uh, so I was so excited. And um, look, I know these guys from um, my journey through, you know, the land of extreme on Extreme Through a Dance, uh, our podcast where we talk about this. So um, I love these guys, and uh, I can't, I can't believe they swerved us again, Gurney. Nope. Yeah. So it's been just swerve after swerve here. And so uh, uh, Paul Heyman leaves the commentary with the uh, ECW. Uh, I'm going to call them ECW Rebels too, you know, because mm-hmm. they're they're rebels uh, without a cause, and uh, they're just here to cause trouble too. So Jim Ross is now alone on commentary. Vince and Shane confront each other backstage, and Shane says that he and Vince need to work together versus ECW, and so it's like. <laughs> You lost two. You lost six of your guys. I lost two of my guys. I can't afford to lose anybody. Like, let's make it a 10, 20 man tag team match. Ten of five WWF and five WCW guys versus the ten ECW guys in a 
main event match for one night only. Um, they argue who will lead the troops. So, yeah, it's like uh, Shane's trying to get his dad to um, go uh, be a part of, uh, be a part with uh, Shane McMahon here tonight. I can't believe this, man. Like, they does don't they hate each other right now? Like, of course, this this is kind of sus too because we've just seen two swerves that happened. So they go, surely we're not gonna have any other complicated story plots happen here. So it makes me nervous, Gurney. Yeah, it does. Uh, how do you say, yeah, like, let's team up, you know, we've been at each other's throats and I hate you, you hate me, but we're going to team up for one night only because there's a bigger threat to us now. Like, but it, it automatically kind of elevates the the stature of the ECW guys, I think, since Shane paints them in that light, you know, like, these guys are going to take us all out because they're extreme and they're awesome. So it puts them over even more. Yeah, this basically happened because the WCW, like, experiment, like, failed. And it's like, we need some sort of ECW hope, you know? Like, is Fandam ready? And uh, is Tommy ready? It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Like, you know, no, yeah. But uh, they wasn't on the menu until it was like, we need this now. We need Mm -hmm. something. So now we have, after all this hoopla, we have, Scotty Too Hotty versus Xbox for the light heavyweight title. A hip toss by Scotty. Xbox comes down on, comes down from behind on Scotty. Like he just jumps off the rope and uh, lands on Scotty. Xbox misses a Bronco Buster. A kick to the face by Scotty. Scotty then counters an X Factor. But then Xbox, I mean, but then Scotty goes for the worm and then. X-Pac pinned Scotty using the ropes. Um, this match, uh, I went a star, basically. It's like, X-Pac is good, but the fans hate him, and I'm not buying Scotty too hotty just yet. <laughs> I did the exact same thing, one star. Like, uh, it's short, it's unnecessary, and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Now we have Shane and Vince. They're backstage. They're rallying all their all the troops to fight ECW, but can't decide who will lead. Shane says he's going to take responsibility for what happens out there tonight. And Vince is like, fine, it's on your shoulders. Whatever happens, happens. He said, oh, okay, okie dokie, basically. Right, <laughs> yep. And, uh, you know, even the um, troops are like, you follow us. No, you follow us. Mm-hmm. And so now we finally get this 20-man tag. Five guys from WCW and five guys from WWF versus the 10 ECW guys. It's, I believe it is Sean O'Hare, Chuck Palumbo, Hugh Morris, Chavo Guerrero Jr., and uh, a Canyon. Yeah, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those five guys, and they're teaming up with Bradshaw, Farouk, Billy, the one Billy Gunn, the Big Show, and Hardcore Holly, I believe. Yeah. Oh boy. So, so they're all arguing, and like once they get into the ring, they're all arguing that oh, we're in charge, and we're in charge. So then now all of a sudden, the WWF guys are brawling with the WCW guys, and it's like we're on the same page. What are you guys mm-hmm. doing? 
so the, the WCW guys get thrown out of the ring, and then the ECW guys come from the crowd, and Jim Ross like, oh, what is Heyman doing? Look at him. <laughs> you know, so look at Heyman. He's an idiot. Look at Taz. What's going through his head? Yeah. Um, They come to the ring, and it's like 10 on 5, so the WWF guys are outmatched by five guys. They get their butts handed to them, and then the WCW guys come back in, and it looks like they're going to fight each other. But then another oh swerve, bro. Oh, my WCW, God. Not another one. The WCW and ECW guys start giving each other high fives and hugging, and Shane and uh, Paul Heyman hug. Vince is like, what's going on? You know, and once again, Shane McMahon has outsmarted his dad, you know, and he said, I can't match your checkbook, but I can outsmart you. Oh, and I got one more surprise for you. This was a bombshell because she hasn't been seen since she was in the hospital with Triple H, the new owner of ECW, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. Hot damn. Daddy's baby girl. Man, Vince's face. It was awesome. Daddy's baby girl has grown up and bought ECW. What'd you and think of like, this? Um, again, like it was like whites, they're high fiving each other. I thought they hated each other, <laughs> but nope, they're all like together. And this now it's like a coalition team of ECW and WCW guys. Poor Vince, you know, the yoke was the egg was on him again as his own daughter now has turned his back on him. So now the whole uh dynamic of well. It was Vince versus his wife has become now Vince and his kids. Because I thought that Linda was going to be like, you know, Shane's financial backer in the initial plans. Like, it looked like it was going that direction. But now it's like the kids versus the grownups here. It is. Uh, I I like it. I think it's fun. I think Stephanie looks uh, amazing. And uh, I'm excited to see her uh, going forward in, in your show here. When she gets in her ECW era. Uh-huh. They couldn't say that Paul Heyman bought ECW again because the bank would have crumbled, like, the, the bank and, like, everyone would be like, wait a second, how can he, how can he own ECW? He just filed into bankruptcy. Yeah, nobody's you know? giving him any money. <laughs> oh, nobody's going to let him own a company again. So Mm-mm. I guess the idea was for uh, – uh, Stephanie Nancy will uh, get the key CECW here. So that was a fun uh, Raw, Jenny. Uh, very surprising. It was. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep. it was. I thought it is, is this like an all-timer? Because I thought it had some really fucking hilarious moments and some iconic moments. Uh, it feels like it's on the top 10 for me. Like with if like if I were going number one raw, you can always put the uh, Shane McMahon buying WCW before WrestleMania mm-hmm. 17 up there. The March 26, 2001 raw is my number one. It is like the moment of like all moments right there. And then this one is like, I would say like number, I want to say it's like number five. I feel like there oh, are. That's other way moments. up there. Yeah. 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 It's like number five for me. So that's that's awesome. Uh I'm glad I got to watch it. 
and talk about it with you. Yep. But we're not done yet, Jenny. We oh, have, yeah. We have more. We have SmackDown here from Birmingham, Alabama. Oh. Were you living in Alabama in 2001 or were you in Florida? Uh, Yeah, I was living in uh my... Uh, what time was this? Yeah, so I was living at home. Alabama. Yep, in Alabama. Did you ever go to the Jefferson Civic Center? Mm, in Birmingham? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, okay, yep, because that's where uh, SmackDown is tonight. They're in Birmingham, Alabama. It's the Jefferson cool. Civic Center. You did not go to the SmackDown, did you? No, I didn't go to SmackDown. <laughs> So we have a recap of Raw, you know, the whole uh, bang, bang, you know. First it was ECW, and now it's the Alliance Coalition. They don't call it the Alliance yet, Jenny, but they call it the WCW-ECW Coalition. Coalition, of course. Yeah. Vince gives Taker a tag match tonight versus Shane and Diamond Dallas in in exchange that Undertaker will be on Team WWF. So, he's like, yeah, I'll be on Team WWF. Just give me uh, DDP and give me uh, Shane McMahon tonight. Everybody has to be a team. It's too, ma- it's too many teams. It's too many factions. The NWO ruined us for teams. <laughs> yep, yeah, but also Degeneration X, too. But yeah, there, were too. Like, there were, like, way too many people in the NWO. So, True. here's my Here's my first problem with uh, this show, Jenny. I don't know how you like it. I hate when they do Michael Cole and Jim Ross together. Oh, yeah, they suck. I hate it. It's like you couldn't get Kevin Kelly in there to, like with Michael Cole. I'm Michael Cole and alongside Kevin Kelly here tonight, you know. I hate when the two front men are put together, you know. Like, I just hate it. Me too, it. yeah. Fuck that. Like, Michael Cole just repeats everything that Jim Ross says. It's like, my, Jim Ross says it, and then five minutes later, he'll say the exact same thing. It's like, Mike, what are you doing, bro? I just said this. So... I wish we know, could just he, mute him, right? Yeah. Just mute yep, him. Yeah. Usually, uh, it's uh, Taz, but he's in the uh, ECW mm-hmm. camp. Yeah, so he said, fuck there. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Shane comes to the ring with the WCW stars. Shane says WCW will show its dominance tonight and will show its dominance in in that invasion. Said no one saw WCW and ECW joining forces. Forces. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's really pumped up about that. And then Stephanie and Paul and the ECW guys uh, come to the ring. Paul says Vince and the WWF stole ECW concepts. Attitude, rosters, and their television channel from them. Because if you remember, TNN threw ECW off the air for WWF Raw. Then again, he says, I had to sit for three months with that fat pig over there on commentary. It was all me playing this ECW, WCW Alliance Coalition. It's like, it all came from you, Paul, really? It's like, yep, it was all me. I don't know how he came up with that. Because he's a genius. Yep. 
He is a genius. He convinced both McMahon children to buy WCW and ECW. Paul says Vince will lose everything. Stephanie then uh, um, takes the mic, and instead of uh, call, she says, Paul, you can just call me boss for now, hon. <laughs> I loved this, her in this. This is so fucking great. Stephanie says it's all about power, says they're better than Vince, and that WCW and ECW will run the WWF out of business, and that they wanted to take over because Shane and I just couldn't wait for you to die. That line, that Holy phrase, shit. Jenny, that phrase, Jenny, would be on like almost like the invasion and the Survivor Series pay per view as like a rememberable quote of what Steph said. They would be used in promos for the shows. Uh, because it's a hell of a quote. Um, it she was, was she was on fire that promo. Yep. It was a hell of a quote. And now we have, you know, so they all end up going to the bag. Now we have Rio and Tajiri. Going to ECW and gives them a, a reward. Tajiri says, I want to commentate. So he sends Tajiri down to commentate with Jim Ross and Michael Cole. Vince and Steve Austin are in are in Vince's office. Austin says Vince still Vince still has him, you know, like even though he doesn't have his kids anymore and that everything's against the wall. Austin says that, you know, you still have me and I have a way to solve all your problems, Vince. And Vince's like, You do? What what can you do to help me? Mm-hmm. So now to Jerry is on commentary as we have Taz versus Hardcore Holly. Again, another uh, stiff matchup here, but um, I'll break this one down. Hardcore goes to work on Taz. A low-blow kick to Taz. Scoop slam by Hardcore. Uh, and then uh, Taz mission for the win. While they are two tough guys, we don't really see a lot of um, Taz here. Like He gets his butt handed to him and then just gets transmission on it uh for this matchup jenny i want to i want to star like it, it was all right but nothing too fancy from tash just a submission win after hardcore like beats him up all the way through yeah i've seen a lot of these taz matches like this so this is a standard one star taz match mm-hmm. then taz gives a taz mission to to jerry for not joining ecw <laughs> that was random paranoid. Yep, he's paranoid, but he remembers that uh, Jerry wasn't out there when UCW and WCW formed. Mm. Uh, Jerry's still WWF loyal with uh, Commissioner Regal here. Now we're backstage again. This is like the show of backstage moments. It really is. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of. But we're gonna get a lot of. There's a lot of backstage in 2001. Yeah, yeah. All well, the fun why, stuff. Why not? It's it's yep. so great. Austin brings Vince a guitar, says violence is not the answer. Austin says music is the answer. Austin then starts singing, Kumbaya, my lord, Kumbaya. And Vince is like, what are you doing? Like, WCW and ECW are coming in. You're singing songs, but doesn't actually say that. He just takes it all in. Then we have that was now, so funny. That was so funny. Yeah. 
I love him oh, yeah, seeing that because he he made such a big deal out of it, and it seems like he's on the verge of like busting out laughing like the whole time. Yeah, no, and Vince is like gonna have a mental breakdown. It's like get it yeah. together. I don't know how Vince keeps a straight face doing that no. shit. Now we have Lance Storm versus Chris Jericho. Jericho tells Lance Storm uh, he reminds him of a movie character called Forrest Gump. And he tells Forrest Gump to shut the hell up. How do you feel about that, Gurney? You can't tell Lance Storm he looks like Forrest Gump and tell him to shut up. He's a serious man. He is a serious man. Yeah, like, like you. Whoa, what's wrong being serious? Yes, I am a very serious person. You are. Flying <laughs> forearm by Jericho, clothesline off the top rope by Storm, half Boston Crab to Jericho, but he reaches the ropes, arm drag off the top turnbuckle by Jericho, Bulldog to Lane Storm, Storm counters to Lion Solve again, um, Jericho counters a the Boston Crab to the walls of Jericho for the tap out. Um, so for this match, I'm going to star and a half. Like, we really don't see a lot of, um, like, offense from Lance Storm. But I still think that, like, these two did have a good matchup here. But mm-hmm. I just think, like, we lack the offense of Lance Storm. But a good showing by Jericho. So I'm going to star and a half, Jenny. Oh, really? I did, like, yeah, no. two and three quarters on this. I kind of really no, liked it. Really? Yeah. I just uh, see- I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, I like them. I, I think that... Uh, I, I like the way they work together, and they, there's there's a snappy quality to it. Like, it wasn't very long at all. I'm probably overrating it a bit, but they, it had the speed that I like uh, in a short match, and Jericho's always fun. Uh, and Lance Storm can fucking go. So I'm enjoying him in ECW right now uh, in our run. So uh, I don't know. I thought it was really fun, and I like that Jericho wins. Yeah, for the, me, I just didn't think that um, these, um, um, like, we didn't see a lot of offense from Lance, and that, mm. like, um, I felt like the match was, like, too short, you know, but again, they were like, oh, we have to dominate WCW. It's like, well, if you dominate WCW, they're never going to show you what they can really do. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Austin is singing Camp Down Lady, sing the song, Duda, Duda, for Vince. And then in walks Kurt. Austin oh, says, no. Austin says, Kurt can't play the guitar. And Kurt says, Yeah, I can't hear. Give it to me. Then Kurt starts singing, Jim Crackhorn, I don't care. Jim Crackhorn, I don't care. And then Basic Man leaves, and Austin's like, Kurt! I was like, what? Vince laughed because of you. It's all your fault. You suck at singing. Oh, oh man, that was and... so great. That, that I keep saying it, but all of all of this is so <laughs> amazing. Because <laughs> he's yeah. like, you're jelly. Austin says he's uh, angles jealous of his relationship with Vince, and uh, and then as he's jamming out, and then the camera pans out, and Vince is gone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who you sing it to? Vince, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Then Trish Stratus and Jeff Hardy are backstage. Oh, Lita yeah, they are. Matt, Lita and Matt walk in. Lita's, Lita is okay with teaming with uh, Trish at Invasion, but 
They still have heat with one another, and they need to take it out in the ring. So it's a one-on-one match uh, with uh, Trish and Lita here tonight. And then yeah. <laughs> in the segment of all segments, Jenny, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike Awesome goes to the upholstery lady and says, I need you to make me new pants. I'm a hardcore champion. I need new pants. I wanted you to say, I wanted you to say awesome on the left side and awesome on the right side. Because from whatever direction you're looking at me, I'm just awesome. <laughs> then he turned to Edge and Christian, who are like, we're the only ones that reek of awesomeness. And Christian goes, on one side, it should say Chumpstain, and on the other side, it should say Dorkzilla. And Edge goes, yeah, he is so not awesome. Dorkzilla. Who Dork says Zilla. In 2001, Dork was still a thing. You know? Was it? But not Dorkzilla, though. No, uh, no, not Dorkzilla, but just like the word Dork was still kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that was, that was good, though. I liked it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Jenny, if you thought we were going backstage segments, we are not. And no, we are not. Down, like, I'm surprised you haven't hung up the phone yet. <laughs> we're Vince almost back- done. Vince is backstage with Team WWF, says this is the biggest threat to the WWF. And he's going on and on, and Austin is just freaking, like, <laughs> repeating everything as if he wants <laughs> Vince to notice that he's the favorite stepchild, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then they have to be united as one, or else they're going to fall, you know. United as one, divided we fall. And then Vince, in a shocker of events, Vince then comes to the ring. Perhaps he finally has come to his senses that I don't need a singing, hugging, stone-cold Steve Austin anymore, which he does mm-hmm. say. He calls Stone Cold to the ring, says he doesn't need a singing, hugging Stone Cold. He needs the old Stone Cold. He needs the beer-swilling, foul-mouthed SOB, the hell-raising Stone Cold. Vince McMahon wants Stone Cold to kick his ass, but Austin shakes his head no, and then proceeds to leave the ring. Vince is trying to beg Austin to come back and give him a stunner, but Austin just leaves. I don't know what this was about. I don't know why Austin was scared to be the tough SOB again. This is so weird, Jenny. Oh, I thought it was great. Um, no, it was great, but it was like weird. Like when you like, if you watched it like the first time, it's like, wait, he's walking out. What? Yeah, you you thought he was gonna turn on Vince that easily? No, not this mm-hmm. Stone Cold. Um, I really like that he resisted doing it because I felt. You know, and he felt like he got his feelings hurt big time by Vince. And that sad little walk that he does uh, <laughs> at the end, then when he walks away with his head hanging down. Uh, so it feels like he's lost his best friend, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um, Austin leaves the arena with Deborah, and then Vince McMahon is going to find the Stone Cold. But Kurt Angle's like, Aren't you going to stay for my match? He's like, No, Kurt, I'm not no. going to stay for your match. I have to find Stone Cold. And he's like, nobody cares about your match. Yeah, and then Kurt's like, I'll be the leader. He doesn't need to be the leader, you know? So Kurt is really just trying to think about himself and not, like, you know, Team WWF as a whole. But Mm -hmm. 
Oh, we're in chaos here. But finally, we have a match, Jenny, now. Okay. It's Kane versus Rhino. Oh, Kane, great. Kane starts off on Rhino. Huge clothesline by Kane. A scoop slam to Rhino. Rhino starts beating up Kane. An elbow to Rhino's face. Sidewalk slam to Rhino. Flying clothesline by Kane. The referee goes down. Rhino rolls up Kane. And then Nick Patrick fast counts for Rhino. And Rhino gets the win. Uh, for this matchup, I want a star on a quarter, Danny. Oh, okay. Well, I just want a star because it was kind of tedious and dumb. And I, my attention wandered quite a bit away from the match. And uh, so it just felt like a basic kind of. And I'm not going to say squash because, you know, the wrong guy won. So, yeah, uh, no. Fuck fest. Yeah, but again, uh, we're just building up uh, all these uh, matches here. Right. Um, you know, as we get closer to the invasion pay per view, we have to build story because other than the main event, you know, not really a whole lot of other matches have been uh, announced here. Yeah, you just need stuff like this on TV, I guess, to build to your show. Yep, but we're getting there. Tajiri mm-hmm. is granted Taz at Invasion. As William Regal is like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but uh, here's Taz for your match at Invasion. So we found Yeah, out they're really working hard on filling out that card. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But then, now Earl Hebner walks in and Regal tells him, how could you let this happen? And Earl's like, what do you want me to do? I want you to go in there, challenge Nick Patrick to a match of invasion. So Hebner literally leaves and he's going to find Nick Patrick. What a what a convincing way by Regal. You gotta go knock on the bloody door, knock it down, and then you challenge into a match. <laughs> oh now we gosh. have Lita now we have Lita versus Trish Stratus. Lita shoves mm-hmm. Trish. Trish slaps Lita. Trish hits Lita with uh with the ropes, like bounces her off the ropes. A suplex to Lita. Bulldog to Lita. And then Lita gives Trish a twist of fate and moonsault for the win. I want to start here. Trish is still green. Lita has the yeah. moves, but uh, she doesn't have the opponent, basically. You know, Trish is still green, so I want to start for the match. It's fine for what it is. It is fine. Uh, I tend to overrate these women's matches like this. Like you said, Trish is pretty green, but uh, I-, I liked her fire in this, and um, I don't know. I I think that they needed a little scrappy little match like this uh, mm-hmm. to go along with their little feud. So I did the two stars. It's a good oh, okay. Match. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. So then... The on the Titan Tron, uh, we see the Hardy Boys backstage. They've been watching the match the whole time. Tori and Stacy introduce themselves oh, yeah. to the Hardy Boys and kiss them. And then when they wonder what that was all about, Jeff goes, Man, girls think we're hot. Girls dig us, dude. Let's fuck girls them all. dig us. Yeah, like, I mean. Dude, just ditch Lita, bro. I mean, you know, you got all these girls jumping on us now. So I don't know what Jeff was thinking, but that was a funny line. Now we have Shane, Steph, and DDP. They're backstage getting ready for their tag team matchup. Then 
Earl Hebner goes into the WCW referee locker room and challenges Nick Patrick to a match at Invasion. Nick Patrick accepts, and the brawl ensues. Okay, so now we have uh, seven matches that nobody cares about on this card. Great. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We have the uh, main event. We have Nick Patrick versus Earl Hebner, Tajiri versus Kaz, the bra and panties matchup. Uh, that's all I have for now. Yeah, yeah. Those so it's like are, four matches. And, and they all just got made just in the last fucking five minutes of the show. So, like, yep. they are really kind of desperate. So now we have Jeff Hardy versus Mike Awesome for the hardcore title on the line. Mm-hmm. This is where I have a problem, Jenny, because you had Mike Awesome hold the WCW title for two weeks and you did nothing with him. You could have given him Crash Holly and Spike Dudley in hardcore matches. I mean, at least with Spike Dudley, that would have some ECW fire, but they don't do anything up until this point with Mike Awesome. Well, it's, you said two weeks, right? Yeah, but I mean, if he's got the title, I'm just saying, like, he's holding on to your title. At least have him defend it and show his strength to the WWF audience, you know? You're just letting him hold the title as a Christmas person, being like, oh, WCW has a title. So that's Well, I think they're about to, yeah, about to solve that problem. Oh, yeah. And, um... It it was um you know it's funny um well, all this is about to change. It was going mm-hmm. to be uh Rhino had a match with Tess and Rhino won, so he was gonna face um Mike Awesome for the hardcore title at Invasion. That was the original concept match, and boy are things about to change, Jenny. Yep. Yep. What do we got instead? Oh yeah, we got this. Uh Huge clothesline to Jeff, baseball slides to the trash can into Mike Awesome. Jeff gets hit by a trash can lid. Jeff goes into the steps. Her karate and whisper in the wind to Mike. Leg drop with a broomstick by Jeff. Awesome stands Jeff flying off the ladder. Mike misses a big dive but gives Jeff, Jeff a German suplex. Then, out of nowhere, because they're mad that someone else called themselves awesome, Edge and Christian come in, and they give Mike Awesome a concerto, followed by a swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy to become the new hardcore champion. For this matchup, Jenny, I went two stars. It it was a good good hardcore match. Uh, You know, Edge and Christian come in. They stand up for the WWF, and... um, they, um, you know, they cost Mike Awesome the hardcore champion. Um, and now yep. we have a new new champ. It's Jeff Hardy. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I gave it uh, two stars. And, uh, oh, yeah, I gave the match two stars. And Jeff Hardy uh, deserves the hardcore title because, like, he's, he's extreme. Like, you know, you're called Team Extreme, you know. So this is – basically up Jeff Hardy's alley, you know. He's not really a hardcore wrestler, but the word, like, if you're going to call yourself, like, an extreme daredevil, you know, you might as well get a title to go with it. Do you think that this title should, uh, oh, no. Well, I don't know. I guess Hardy does make sense here. That makes sense. Uh, He is hardcore, like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but especially with the uh, match that uh, he has at Invasion, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as we get there. But um, again, like I said, I just thought that you could have fed opponents to Mike Awesome for like a little while just to like prove that oh Mike Austin's a big tough guy you know and like is a WCW player with that hardcore title but they didn't do anything with him so it's kind of like story filter basically so moving on um Jenny you there yeah yeah I'm here oh, okay sorry sorry I just I thought I lost you for a second no. uh moving on we have um, now we have um, the Undertaker. He tells Kane and Jericho to be ready and to keep an eye on any anyone who tries to interfere in their matchup versus uh, Shane DDP. And then Kurt's like, "Oh well, I'm the leader now. Uh, just do what do what he says." Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. he basically just repeats everything that Undertaker says. It's like, "Thanks, Kurt. I got it though." And now we have um, on our main event. Undertaker and Kurt Angle versus DDP and Shane McMahon. So as they're walking to the ring, DDP and Shane, DDP just uh, back backsteps and Shane just goes running into the wolves, basically. Yeah, basically. Oh, what a move, bro. Yeah, like, you I know. Dummy. Yeah, because you know that Paige does not want to go up against Undertaker. Hell no. He avoids you know? him the whole match. Yeah, punches in a belly-to-belly suplex to Shane. Taker wants DDP to tag Shane, but DDP DDP backs off. Shane is getting a beatdown. DDP throws Kurt Angle into the steps. But then he runs away again from Taker. A spear to Kurt and a tag to DDP. A powerbomb by DDP. Elbow jump to Kurt. Clothesline off the top rope by DDP. Kurt tags the Undertaker. Um, a DDT by Undertaker and a clo- and a choke slam. Taker gives Shane a last ride. Ankle locked by Kurt to DDP, but then all of a sudden ECW and WCW stars start to interfere. Undertaker out of nowhere dives <laughs> over the top rope to to take down all the WCW and ECW guys who are beating up Kurt. When I saw this, I was like, oh, my God. Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. That shit was awesome. I don't think I've ever seen him do that shit before. Yeah. And I I think I did once uh, during, like, the Inferno match. He jumped over mm-hmm. the fire and uh, landed, which was awesome, too. So then uh, more WCW and ECW stars come out. Kane and Jericho come out and try and even up the score, but are outnumbered. A 3D to Kurt Angle by the Dudley Boys, a super kick to Jericho, a gore to Kane by Rhino, and then to add it all up, DDP gives a diamond cutter to The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And the WCW and ECW coalition are standing tall as Shane, Stav, and Paul Heyman are on top of the ring, are on the outside of the ring ropes, raising their hands and arms in triumphant. Triumph. <laughs> Holy shit! A lot happened in that match. Uh, what was your rating uh, on that? Um, I give it a. I give it a. Uh, I'll go a star and I'll go a star and a half, Jenny. Because are you I, being serious? Was, no, 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 I'll give it. I'll give it a. I'll give it two stars, Jenny. I'll give it two. Damn it! Uh, okay. 
No, because like Jenny, I mean, like it was a match, but like I'll give it, I'll give it to because like it was a good matchup, but then you know like, but then like there's just it's just a bunch of run-ins basically. Like what made this match like fun was just like the, uh, what made it good was just like the ECW and WCW guys like interfering and the dive, you know, like it's like all the post-match stuff was good. You know, the match was all right. I mean, it was like two two stars in my book, you know. So you didn't really see a lot from DDP. And, you know, Shane's not really a wrestler, but we saw something from them. But, again, it was like the post-match uh, scrum that, like, really brought brought the entertainment. Shane's not really a wrestler is what you just said. Uh, I would beg to differ right there. <laughs> um, I thought What'd Shane was great. I thought I yeah. thought Shane was great bumping around for Taker in this because Taker's just trying to get a DDP most of the match. Uh, DDP just tries to avoid. I like this match for the story of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interwoven um, really well in the in the match, and then with all the run-ins, that was just like uh, like icing on the cake. Like it, it, to me, it wasn't the point of the thing. Like. Taker has a lot of bullshit to settle with DDP. So when he finally mm-hmm. gets him in the ring, he really unloads on him and he really earns that moment in the match. It's my way of thinking about it. Uh, Cause Taker really does fuck DDP up for a hot minute before all the bullshit happens. So, um, you know, I did three stars on this. Okay. I thought it was a really fun main event and I, I like the ending. Uh, I like Taker taking the huge dive. Uh, did not expect to see that either. Um, all the all the moves look really good. Like DDP uh, power bombs the fuck out of Angle at one point. Um, just really, mm-hmm, yeah. really stiff shit. Um, so yeah, I like this one. Uh, maybe I am being a little too serious, as Lance Storm would say. <laughs> Perhaps a little. Too. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, you, but know, you know, it's all it's you know, Everybody thinks what they think. Yep, yeah. No right or wrong so, answers. Jenny, uh, no, no, there there are no right and wrong answers for uh rest, wrestling as we've met as, as we've right? uh, as we've seen before, Dave Meltzer gave uh a negative three to Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant at That's WrestleMania right. three. So there, there there are wrong answers, but everyone has an opinion. You know? <laughs> But um, yeah, so Jenny, uh, we're off the air here. Oh my gosh, Jenny, a lot is going on. WCW and ECW have formed together. Stone Cold has gone missing. And mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, I think, is at like, his breaking point of like severe depression. His yeah. top star is gone. His best friend is gone. And he's about to get his butt kicked, that invasion, with no Stone Cold. I mean, what is the WWF going to do? I don't know. I don't know. They they need the old Stone Cold to come back. I think. Uh, I think he's going to have to find it within himself to become the rattlesnake or whatever the fuck. Then they call him that. I don't know. I don't yeah, know the rattlesnake. The yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, see if he. Yeah. See if he still has that in him. Um, because there ain't nobody else left out there to save. Save us, is there? Yep. So we'll see uh, what happens as we get into the uh, go home Raw and SmackDown uh, for uh, Invasion. Um, but before we go, Jenny, 
But do you have anything that you want to direct the uh, listeners to? Uh, right here on the Play Speed Network, I have a couple shows. They're called PTB NXT, uh, going through the history of NXT with my friends Jacob and Tim. Also, I have a show called Talk in WCW. Uh, if you like this show, you'll probably like that show. Uh, that is with my friend Tim and my friend Greg. And um, you can also find me on North South Connection. Uh, I talked about the Extreme Through My Dance. I also do uh, GC Dub, a game changing podcast, going through uh, uh, like a little wrap up show for the month, picking some matches and uh, talking the results. Uh, that's the show I do with my friend Matt. And then on Wednesdays, you can catch any of the other stuff that I do. And on Twitter, you can find me at Jenny Position. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Jenny. As for me, uh, you know, I always like listening to your content, you know, that you uh, provide on North-South Connection, whether it is from your Jenny Position library or or it's also on uh, Extreme Through a Dance or GC Dub. Uh, you know, I, I love everything that you uh, put out. I mean, the, oh, you, know what I mean. Like, you know, what you produce. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all in good fun. Yeah. As for me, Jenny, uh, you know, besides this one, um, you know, I uh, enjoyed uh, also your uh, watch the first uh, ECW on Sci-Fi on uh, JT yeah. and Ryan's Excellent Adventure. That was fun. If you want to learn more about ECW on Sci-Fi, you can catch me hosting uh, Extreme Resurrection on on the Place to Be Network with Steve Riddle as we uh, travel um, into 2007 ECW. We just got done with One Night Stand 2007, and uh, we're on like a little bit of the choppy wa- choppy waters because uh, we just got done with uh, the draft where Bobby Lashley gets drafted to Raw and the ECW title is vacant. Chris Benoit is in ECW now, and we're on our way to Vengeance uh, Night of Champions 2007. So we still need a new ECW champion, and uh, we're looking to see what's going to happen there as we head to uh, Vengeance uh, 2007 as well. Well, that's going right. to do it from us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it from us here on uh, Nation Invasion. I want to thank Jennifer Smith uh, for being my guest here. Thank you for uh, thank coming you, on. Bernie. Thank you. And, I appreciate you having me on. Yep. And be prepared as we, the nation, bring the invasion thank you folks